0: Hey guys, so I never got a chance to talk about this and apparently I I guess I kind of waited, you know, correctly to uh, talk about it because we got more news coming out of the MLP camp, My Little Pony camp. Uh, First of all, I just watched Dr. Wolf's video and apparently this past week, unbeknownst to me and I'm sure a lot of us, we got more information on uh, Generation 5's new series, Make Your Mark, which is, of course, the same title of the as the special-slash-pilot-slash-sequel to the movie. And uh, apparently the villainous Al, um, Alicorn in the series is named Opala. Uh, at least that's <laughs> how uh, Dr. Wolf pronounced it. And we don't know the uh, name of her, I guess you could say her apprentice or protege, Her minion, her sidekick, if you will, but apparently she is a unicorn as well, as far as we know. And it looks like she's being sent out to kind of spy on the um, on the main five and Maritime Bay. Basically, win the trust of the main five over to her side, learn a little bit about them, mostly Sunny Sunny Star Scouts as well as possibly find out, you know, what they know about magic and everything so that, I guess, for her master, her boss, Opala, you know, they, you know, she can, you know, send that information back to her so she can, that being Opala, can take advantage of it and regain it, you know, as she once said, as she believes it's rightfully hers. Now... For all we know, Opala could just be a name used by a character that could be somebody we know, but they don't want, you know, their true identity be true identity I should say to be known. So they chose this name. And I know, I know people are saying, well, her being called Opala means she's a new OC character, and that's true. But again, we have seen this happen on several occasions. I mean, let's look at Nightmare Moon. Nightmare Moon was the name of for Luna when she got corrupted by the magic, right? The dark magic. You know, Daybreaker is the name of Celestia's corrupted side, as we saw in uh, a royal and pro- a royal problem in uh, Starlight Stream sequence. So we know that the ponies take on different names when they get corrupted. So Opala could be a name taken on by a character that we already know, but. You know, we're not entirely sure on who it's going to be. Anyway, anyway, we got more information, screenshots as well to go go with it. And I do agree with Dr. Wolf, and I do apologize for the train in the background, but I do agree with Dr. Wolf on this. I think this unicorn that's coming into the picture that Opala is going to. Tend to uh, win the trust of the main five and mostly the ponies of Maritime Bay. I do agree she's going to go through a starlight glimmer, sunset shimmer-like redemption. But it's not going to be, you know, like we've seen before. It's not going to be like okay, with well, with starlight, it was kind of like an exception, if you will, because she began as a villain at the beginning of season three, uh, season five. She began as a villain at the beginning of Season 5, and, you know, throughout Season 5 she would always follow uh, unsuspectedly, unnoticeably uh, Twilight and her friends, or just Twilight sometimes, you know, thus resulting in what we got at the end. So Starlight's kind of an exception to where, you know, um, it kind of took a whole season for her to be redeemed aimed and everything for her to go from being bad to being good at the end and then to really kind of hammer it home to kind of say like hey look she is good and she still got a lot, but she still got a lot to learn about you know leaving her past behind her and leaving her villainous tendencies you know in in the garbage yeah that took a, another season and a half I'll, I'll give them that I'll give them the season six and parts of season seven kind of, kind of And even parts of season eight kind of followed through on Starlight being fully redeemed, because you know she still was, um, still I guess still tempted by her old actions, if you will. Anyway, anyway, you know I could see them doing something similar with this this unicorn, apprentice, uh, minion sidekick of. Opalize. I I, I can see them, you know, doing something similar with her. You know, maybe they'll follow a similar path as what they did with Sunset Shimmer and Equestria Girls. I mean, everybody says that they look at, what is it, Rainbow Rocks as basically the best redemption story for any villain-turned-hero um, ever. They liked the writing. Everything they felt was perfect. So they, to me, I think what we're going to get is a bit of a bit of an a, a inspirational uh, piece here and there uh, from Generation 4 into Generation 5 with this character. Like they're going to take certain moments, uh, you know, certain moments and certain um, storylines, if you will, and kind of change them up a little bit, combine them, so that even though you could sense a familiarity to them, they'll be different enough. Uh, for you to see that the plan in the long run is to redeem this this, uh, unicorn who's being led down the wrong path. Now, what Dr. Wolf didn't talk about is we could be maybe in for a twist. We don't know, but the screenshots may say otherwise. But we'll see. But yeah, it definitely looks like, you know, Netflix, Hasbro, you know, the giving, you know, E1, all of them, Boulder Media... They're giving all of us the information we've been wanting for a while. Some more information, basically, on who the what, what the villainous name is. You know what the apprentice, or sidekick, is going to be. You know playing. You know as far as her role go, goes um, in the in the series, as well as we also pretty much got confirmation of exactly what we all pretty much thought was going to happen. You see, apparently, it's going to be eight episodes in September. Now it could be an every month deal, like eight episodes in September, eight in October, eight in November. You know, that's like what? You know, already 24 at least. So you could say maybe by Christmas, we'll get all 24. We don't, we're not really sure. I mean, it would make sense because if you're gonna do the Christmas special in November and it pretty much contains spoilers as to what happened in the first season, Of make your mark. Then you know. It would make a lot. Then it would make a lot of sense. To get the series done by. Or get the first season done by then. Because. You know like I said. You know if you. Show the Christmas special before then. And you're still kind of in the process. Of putting out all the other episodes. uh, For the first season. Then like I said. That's going to spoil. What's happened. It's going to spoil what's happened. So. It looks like it's going to be eight. It's going to be eight episodes a month, at least. That's what I'm thinking. It's going to be eight episodes a month, or maybe it's going to be eight episodes in September. Maybe six, you know, um, six in October, four in November, and then maybe four in December. We don't know. We don't know. Or it could be eight in September, six in October, and Maybe eight in November, and then you get the you get the special to kind of wrap things up. But again, we're not sure. We're not sure how they're gonna uh, put this out there. But it does, but it does feel like that might be the plan. Especially if Hasbro says, "Hey, get as m- get most of the season out, get most of the first season out in time, so that when we bring, so that when you air the special, the Christmas special, you know people won't be won't have to worry about being spoiled." Because if there's one thing that MLP has always been known for in its history, whether it's Generation 4 or even Generation 5 to an extent, if there's one thing people know that MLP has a tendency of doing, and that is being spoiled because of certain events, because of certain things that are showcased before anybody else sees them or before stories that they're associated with are, are even aired, if you know what I mean. So, we'll see what happens, but right now it looks like we're going to start out with eight episodes, and then the remaining 16, I think, will be on a monthly basis, like six or eight in October, six or eight in November, and so on. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens as they build towards, you know, the 24 that, you know, we know they're going to be building towards. Now, you might say, well what if they hold off and what if they go that traditional g4 route and say okay here we're going to do eight episodes here and eight episodes here and then that's it and then they decide okay now we're going to do six episodes each and then that's it you know it's like 16 22 or not 16 but oh let's say say they decide okay we're going to do you know, eight episodes each, you know, every month, you know, the first two months or the first two months of its uh, debut, which is September, October. And then they decide, okay, we're going to hold off until maybe February or March. And then we're going to bring out the final eight episodes there. You know, maybe that might, maybe that might be the strategy they go with, but you know, we'll have to see, we will have to see what, you know, they plan to do in the near future. But yeah, but yeah, you know, we did get more information and I can't wait. I can't wait till the end of uh, next month to, to see these episodes. And again, if it's a monthly release, you know, at the end of each month going forward for the rest of 2022, maybe 2023, we, you know, I'll be cool with it. I'll be cool with it, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see what they they bring to the table and everything. I will say this, though. It's going to be a little hard for a lot of fans out there because if they're going to do what we think they're going to do, and that's dump the first eight episodes all at once, then the fan base is really going to have to hold back and be like, okay, how do we review these? You know, And they can still do it the traditional reviewing way that they've always done. But then again, they might be tempted to do maybe two or three reviews and be done with it, or they just might wait till the first eight episodes are have been binged by everybody before coming out and um, you know giving their thoughts, if you know what I mean. Anyway, though, again, like I said, we got some more information, and it's got me excited. It's got me excited as to what we're going to get. So we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. But yeah, we got the character. We got the name of our villain, Opala. And it looks like her minion, her apprentice, whatever, is on the verge of going down a similar path of redemption that Starlight and Sunset went through, but in a different way. And you know, also, it does remind me of something else. There was a comic. There was a comic of My Little Pony Generation Four based on the Student Six. Or at least one. It was a two-part issue or something like that based on the Student 6, and they had this new character show up, this new female uh, unicorn show up, who basically (laughs) basically won everybody over, mostly, in the Student 6. And she was only there originally to spy on the Student 6, spy on the School of Friendship, get the information she needed for her cause or for her people, because they wanted, I guess, revenge or something? But as soon as the student six taught her friendship and she saw that, hey, maybe this isn't as bad as, you know, I've been let on or I've been taught, what did she do? She decided to kind of redeem herself and not, you know, not give out any information because she had learned the true value of a friendship. And maybe that's what this, this unicorn apprentice of Opala is going to going to go down the same path. Maybe maybe that's what this is inspired by you know, for this character. We don't know. But like I said, we'll have to see what, what happens. We'll have to see what happens. But anyway, it's good to see that we're getting more information on Generation 5 and like I said, I cannot wait to see what they bring to the table. Now, that's not the only thing MLP news-wise that got people talking. The other thing that got people talking was IDW announcing A new MLP series. That's right. And no, don't worry. The new Generation 5 Pony comic is not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. But it is going to have a companion piece to it. And it's going to be a Generation 4 inspired companion piece called My Little Pony Classics. Now you might say, well, what does that mean? You know, is it a retelling of classic MLP stories from generation 4 you know from the series but in comic book form is it retelling of generation 1 stories you know but this time featuring generation 4 characters not exactly the way this I don't know if it's a permanent series or limited series I don't know what it is but My Little Pony Classics is apparently apparently a new comic series that Allows the ponies, it allows them the ponies, the main six, main seven, if you will, main eight maybe, to portray, to portray and star in their own interpretations of classic literature stories, classic fairy tales, if you will. For example, the first couple of issues of My Little Pony Classics is gonna be based on the classic novel, Little Women. That's right. I don't know how many issues it's going to be. It sounds like it's going to be maybe three or four. But yeah, the first story in this new MLP Classics line uh, of comics is going to be based on Little Women. And when you really think about, you know, the uh, prospect of, you know, IDW and Hasbro taking the MLP franchise, mostly the... Generation 4 portion of the franchise In this direction When you think of the prospect of it I think it's a home run I really do I think honestly it is a home run For MLP You know in general Because we've seen them kind of adapt Classic stories before I mean Hearts Warming Tale Come on That's Christmas Carol And they did a heck of a job all right, they did a heck of a job. Best gift ever. Technically, was sort of adapted from the gift of the Magi. You know, inspiration from that. So, so to go in the direction they want to go with with this classic series, again, I think it's good. I think it's a good. I think it's a good idea. I like it. You know, I love. I love the idea that they're going to. Um, you know, take the characters and put them in, in, into environments, into worlds that you wouldn't expect to see them in. You wouldn't. I mean, would you expect to see them in something like an adaption of Little Women? No. And they're putting their own little twist on it a little bit. Like, they're gonna probably follow the story somewhat to a T, not really, but they're gonna put the little twist on it, just like, like, like I said, just like they did with, you know, Heart Tale, Christmas Carol, if you will and the uh, Gift of the Magi kind of ins- you know, inspiration that they put into uh, Best Gift Ever. So they're going to put their own little twist here and there. There is no doubt about it. But the question obviously is, what else could they adapt? What other, um, you know, what other classic stories could they adapt for this classic slide? You know, what other stories could they adapt uh, For this classics line uh, Going forward After they do Little Women Well Honestly You know, like it's it's, Yeah, the possibilities are endless You know, the the Possibilities are endless You know, what they could adapt You know, of what they could You know you know, bring to life in the in the pages of the comics, you know you know, down the line. Especially when it comes to this classics line. You know, the possibilities are endless. The sky is the limit, if you will. I mean think about it. They've already done sort of, in a way, a Christmas carol, but what if they did the actual Christmas carol? Not just Hearts Warming Eve, the way we saw it in season six, but but basically, well, Heart's Me Tale, as we saw in season six. But basically, you know, what would it be like if they fully adapted Christmas Carol? You know, I wouldn't say line for line, scene by scene, but adapted it enough to where you knew, okay, this is Christmas Carol as we know it. As we believe, as we've grown up to see it, as we've been... You know, um, accustomed to be used to. If you know what I mean. So. So yeah, you know. You know they could they could do something like that. They could. They could adapt other stories as well, like David Copperfield, Charles Dickens, David Copperfield, if you will. They could. Um, what else could they do? Oh, they could. Well, they could adapt uh, Lord of the Flies. That would be something. You know, that's a classic. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, how they would do that, is anybody's guess. I mean, I'm sure a lot of Sparity fans wouldn't mind a Romeo and Juliet with Rarity as Juliet and Spike as Romeo. I don't think any fans wouldn't mind that. Um, they could do Hamlet, if you will. Um They could do... Heck, they could do um, The Outsiders, in a way. But with their own little twist. You know, S.E. Hinton's Outsiders, they could do that. I mean, again, the possibility is, you know, it's endless. It really is. They could do Miracle on 34th Street, if you will. They could do Wonderful Life. I mean, again, the possibilities are limitless. For whatever they could do with this classic line. It really is. And you know what's crazy is it could even wake up interest by Hasbro to, you know, animate these classic stories that they're adapting into specials in the future. To, you know, stand alongside, you know, G5 and kind of let people know, hey, we've not forgotten about G4 and here's here's a way of showing that. So... You know anything is possible, in my opinion, with this with this MLP Classics uh, series by IDW and Hasbro. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I know Little Women isn't everybody's cup of tea, but for them to even adapt something like that, that might go over the heads of the younger view of the younger fans, but not the older fans. I think, you know, honestly, I think it's a great. It's a great move, and like I said, all the other classic stories that are out there, even the ones I've mentioned, you know, are primed to be, are just primed for the adapting when it comes to a series like this. Because you could just imagine who would play what roles in those adaptions. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's just, like I said, it's just endless, you know, the possibilities are limitless. And there's so much fun to, be made, to have out of it. So much creativity. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are, though. My bus is going to be here in a little bit, guys. But let me know what your thoughts are on both these news items, on what we've learned about with MLP uh, Make Your Mark, and the name of our villain, and the possibility of the direction they're going to go with with this um, unicorn apprentice of hers. Let me know what your thoughts are there. As well as let me know what your thoughts are on IDW and Haswell's MLP Classics line, featuring the main four, or the main six, main seven, main eight, if you will, um, in adaptions of classic literature or classic stories in general. And what other classic literature or stories in general do you think could be adapted with this series? Let me know down below in the comments as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video, guys. And until next time, I will talk to you later. But check. But let me know what your thoughts are are in the comments as well as in the live chat at during the premiere where Super Chats and Super Stickers will be open and appreciated. But again, guys, let me know what your thoughts are. And until then, I will talk to you all later. God bless. Take care. I am out.